0: No longer will you be driving home in tears over the overwhelming feeling of trying to manage student behaviors, so sit back, listen up, and start seeing success. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Teaching Behavior Together podcast. Today, we're going to be talking all about behavior intervention plan implementation in your general education classrooms. If you're a special education teacher, you probably have written some pretty comprehensive behavior plans in your day. They're probably beautifully written and full of strategies and interventions that are evidence-based and effective for your students. I know I have. I've written some great behavior plans that I know will lead to success for my students. I know that. It's a fact, right? Well, wrong, kind of. I can write the most beautiful behavior plans, but if everyone on the team is not able to carry out the interventions, then it won't be successful. Hear me out, you might work in a self-contained special education classroom where many of your students also attend gen ed classes at some point in the day. Whether that be a couple of classes or the majority of their day or maybe just one class. If your behavior plan cannot be carried out in that setting, it might not be as successful as you think. This is what I see quite often. We write a behavior plan that is designed for interventions and supports in a self-contained classroom. This is good. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. This is what we should be doing, but when the student goes into the general education setting and all of the interventions cannot be in place, the student might struggle, and then you get called or one of the paraprofessionals in your classroom gets calls to assist, and then the student is removed and is brought back to your classroom. Sound familiar? This sets up the contingency that if a student is having trouble in the general education classroom, they come back to your classroom. This might make it look like that that student's not ready for the general education setting. This is not what we want. This can hinder access to the general education environment. So we wanna make sure that our behavior plans are written in a way that allows the student to be successful in all settings. What we want is supports that can feasibly be implemented in the general education setting so that the student can be successful in that setting. So here are my strategies for writing behavior intervention plans that maximize success in all settings. First, the general education teacher should always, always, always be involved in the planning of a behavior intervention plan. That does not mean that they attend a meeting and sign the paper. That means you sit down with them and collaborate on which strategies are gonna be most feasible for them to implement in their classroom. I always highly recommend that the general education teacher visit your classroom to see how you implement your strategies, and during that visit, you can point out what strategies you're using in that moment. We have to remember that our general ed colleagues might not always have a lot of experience with different interventions, and that's okay. We can help provide that support through modeling in our classroom. Once they know what strategies are out there, then we can determine together what strategies they can reliably carry out in their classrooms. Then we can set up a plan to support the use of those strategies in their classroom. Second, I would provide as many consistent supports as you can. If a student uses an individual schedule, have an individual schedule in the general ed classroom as well. If a student uses a token board, that should be there as well too. The behaviors they earn tokens for should be consistent. Third, adapt procedures so they are feasible. Now, let's say the general teacher says, hey, I have a classroom reinforcement system. I have 30 kids in my class. I can't guarantee I can give tokens each time the student engages in appropriate behavior. Okay, so let's work with that. You could work with the student to set a goal that they can get a token when they come back to your classroom if they engage in appropriate behavior during that class they were out of your classroom for. Or you can teach a student to signal to the general education teacher for a token so the teacher doesn't forget. Or we can have the student take a break and come back to your classroom for a minute to get a token. These are all examples about how we can adapt our plans so that the strategies are still being used, but they're also feasible. That was a really specific example just about like a token economy, but say that you use specific visuals with a student and you have those visuals taped to that student's desk. Well, in the general education classroom, they might be switching desks a lot or going to different tables or going to different areas or whatever it might be. So you might just give them a portable schedule that they can use. You might clip it onto their belt loop so that they can carry it with them and they can utilize their visuals. Or you might give the general education teacher a copy of those visuals so that that teacher can utilize them in their classroom as needed with the student. All of the visual supports, any intervention supports, materials that you use in your classroom should be the exact same in the general education classroom. The use might be a little bit different, but the fundamental support should be as consistent as possible. And then you just really want to adapt any procedures that you're using so that they're feasible in the general education setting. And that can look really different. And it's really about having a collaborative talk with the general education teacher or the general education teachers involved that can really help support the use of these interventions in their classrooms. So we might not know right off the top of our head how we can utilize these supports and how we can adapt the procedures so that they're feasible for use in the general education setting, But as we sit down and we collaborate and as they come into your classroom and see how you utilize your interventions and strategies, and you might even go into their classroom and just look around and see, okay, what supports can we have in place for our students in this classroom? It can be really, really helpful. And I know what you might be thinking, the time for that is so, so limited. And I totally understand that. And I would highly, highly recommend going to your administration about that and saying, you know, this is what's best. Going to be best for our student, and we really need to work this time into our schedule. How can we engage in this collaborative process when we're really developing a strong behavior intervention plan for our students so that we can maximize success? How can we get that time so that we're able to do all of the things that we want to do in our behavior intervention plan and that can really empower you and the general education teacher together so that we know that these strategies are being used with fidelity? That's really the most important aspect of a behavior intervention plan is that we are using our strategies with fidelity, that we're consistently using these strategies if we're not utilizing the interventions and strategies with fidelity, our behavior intervention plan will not be successful. There's just so much evidence to support that when we are developing behavior intervention plans, you should be really working in fidelity checks to make sure that the behavior intervention plan is being carried out to the greatest extent that it was intended to be carried out so that we know that our students are receiving the interventions and strategies that are laid out in their behavior intervention plan day in and day out whether they're in the general education setting with you or with another teacher or they're in your classroom uh, in your self-contained classroom or in your classroom receiving small group instruction and one thing that I cannot stress enough if that interventions in the behavior intervention plan are not feasible they will not be used pretty much at all and the person that gets the short end of the stick in that situation is typically the student so we want to make sure they are as feasible as possible Again, making interventions feasible means making adaptations to them. It might look slightly different in your classroom than it does in the general education setting. Of course, parents are a huge part of the collaborative process and building a strong behavior intervention plan. So you wanna make them aware, You know, when they go into the general education setting, this is what's gonna happen. We utilize this schedule in my classroom, they're gonna take their schedule with them and this is how it's gonna be used in the general education setting. It might look slightly different, but as long as those materials and supports and strategies are being used in some way, they will be effective. They will be so much more effective than if they're not used at all because the way we wrote the plan is just not feasible for the general education setting. My fourth recommendation to you is take data. Data needs to be taken in all settings so we know if our interventions are working. If we make adaptations and the data indicate that they're not working, we need to work out new adaptations. If the data indicate they are working, that gives us a lot of information we use to make decisions about interventions in other settings. Data collection, again, will have to be feasible in many different settings. So make sure you're able to modify or adapt data collection procedures. So everyone is able to take accurate data. Accurate data is a must. If data collection procedures are not feasible, then they will not be done with fidelity. The very last thing you want to do is make decisions off of unreliable and inaccurate data. So again, if you're utilizing a specific data collection system and the student is going to a gen ed setting for any period of time, data needs to be collected in that setting as well so we know if our interventions are working in that setting. So what we can do is we can adapt our data collection procedures so we're still taking the exact same data, but the procedure might look a little bit different. You might have like a really fancy Fancy data sheet that you use to take all of your data on. You might give the gen ed teacher a really, really simple data sheet that then you transfer onto your overall data sheet for the day so that you know all of your data is in one place and you're just adding their data to it. You might send a post it pack to the general ed teacher and say, Hey, take all the data on this post it pack send it back to me and I'll enter into our master data sheet. So those are ways that you can really adapt data collection. If you're sending down really complex data sheets to a general ed classroom, more than likely the data won't be taken accurately. And that's the last thing we want, okay? Let's face it, data collection is really hard and can be really complicated, and we typically have really complex systems for collecting all the data that we need to collect for all of our IEP goals and behavior plan goals, and I am by no means saying that if you send down a complicated data sheet that a general education teacher couldn't figure it out, I'm just saying as much as we can simplify it, that is going to make our data so much more reliable. If we can simplify the process, and if we can simplify how we're collecting data, it's going to make it more feasible, which is going to make it more reliable, which is going to make it more accurate. Accurate, right if something's not feasible then it's not going to get done to the integrity that we need it to get done the last step i have for you is to review 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 behavior intervention plans should be reviewed every four to six weeks if you're just starting out with a plan or a student is moving into a general education classroom make sure you're reviewing closer to that four-week period this way you can make decisions about intervention strategies sooner rather than later also, check in with the general education teachers to see how things are going. You should have open communication and collaboration so that the students' needs are being met. This will go a long way with implementation of behavior plans. Seek out support as a teaching team from your admin so that you have the ability to go into the general classroom and assess the supports that need to be in place for your students to be successful. Also, advocate for time for the general education teachers to come into your classroom so they can see the interventions in action. This doesn't happen enough in schools and should happen so much more. So really, really advocate for this time. I do want to add a quick disclaimer in here. I am no way saying that you should not be implementing the behavior plan to the fullest extent in the general setting. I'm saying work as a collaborative team to make sure that the plan is feasible in the general setting and make adaptations as needed. The parents should be fully aware of what the interventions look like in all settings and how we are meeting their students' needs in all of the settings. This should be a collaborative process. And remember, feasible leads to fidelity. That is the goal. That is what we want. Implementation fidelity is the key to success of any plan. If we don't have that, we cannot expect our plans to work. So if you're frustrated with writing behavior plans that seem not to be as effective in the gen ed setting that it is in your setting, make sure you're really sitting down as a collaborative team and hearing everyone's voice in this process. Again, I am by no means saying that you should not include every single intervention that is needed for your student to be successful, but that we can really have a conversation around these interventions so that we are ensuring that all of the teachers that are involved with implementing these interventions are equipped to implement them with fidelity and are able to do that in their class. And that can look like making adaptations, that can look like getting more support in the general ed settings so that these interventions are carried out with fidelity so that our students can be successful. I hope this episode was helpful and gave you some strategies for carrying out behavior intervention plans in all settings effectively. Thank you so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. If you found these strategies helpful, if you can leave a rating or review, I would really, really appreciate that as well. It helps other teachers find this podcast so that they can listen to these episodes and get the strategies and start implementing them in their classrooms. If you have any questions or want to discuss this further, feel free to follow me over on Instagram at Teaching Behavior Together and send me a message. I would love to have further discussions about this or anything behavioral and social emotional learning with you. Thank you again for listening and have a great rest of the day.